My name's Jeff Bajoric, and my career in sales has been a hell of a ride. And I want to bring you along with me. If you prefer to sell things at a premium, if you never want to win a deal on price, rethink the way you sell. So tell me if this sounds familiar. Jeff, I've been calling on this guy for like two months. He hasn't responded yet. I don't think he's interested, and I think it's time to move on. Well, you could move on just like everybody else would, but I think you're doing it wrong because everything you think, most everything anyway, that you think about outbound prospecting cadences is misguided. I'm going to dig into that today. Welcome back to the show. My name is Jeff Bajoric. I'm your host. I'm here to help you rethink the way you sell. Yes, most everything you believe about outbound prospecting cadences is wrong. That's why you're doing it wrong. You don't have your expectations set in the right way. You're acting in a way that is not building you any momentum or creating any tension, let alone demonstrating that you're someone worth talking to and that you have something worth talking about. And so that's what I want to dig into today. This is going to go deep. And it might be a little longer than most of my solo episodes here but I think you're going to take a ton of value from it. And just as uh, another point here, if you want to actually see some of the things I'm talking about, I have a couple of visual aids that I'm going to go through later in this episode, you'll be able to see on YouTube. So if you haven't checked the show out on YouTube, or if you know someone who only gets their podcast from YouTube, send them my way, if you don't mind. But before we dig into that, I want to touch on... Um, that that story from before, and this comes from my experience as well as my experience with um, clients. And I I don't know why this is, but we all tend to default to like two week intervals between outreach attempts, and that just uh, when you think about it, it kind of sounds natural. But then when you really dig into why, it's like wait, why are we waiting that long? So let me go back to that. I've been calling on this guy for two months. Example. Um. Chances are you made that first phone call. You stopped at the office in person, sent an email, whatever. And then you said, you know what? I'm going to give him two weeks. And then because you didn't write it down in your calendar, you didn't write it down in your CRM, it actually tends to be closer to three or three and a half weeks. And so over two months, you only call someone three times. Well, you didn't make three calls. You made the first call three times. The frequency of your contacts is really, really important for building momentum. And I'm going to get into that a little bit later, but let me tell you a story about um, a client that I worked with recently. And we were talking about this prospect and he was really trying to get their attention and, and get a meeting for himself. This, this person was going to be really valuable for my client's business. And so I'm working with him doing a little deal coaching. And I said, uh, all right, so when's the last time you reached out? Oh, yeah, Jeff, I sent him a text like last week, and, and I know he's busy and I don't want to be a pest, so I'm going to uh, let that marinate for a little bit. I'll give him another text uh, next week. And I said, you know, just for giggles, why don't you grab your phone? What do you mean? Uh, just go get your phone. Let's, let's take a look. So he goes, grabs his phone, looks, and I said, give me the timestamp on that text you sent him. He looks down, finds it, looks up at me with the biggest eyes I've ever seen on this guy. And he says, Jeff, it's already been three and a half weeks. Like, exactly. Time flies when you're having fun and when you are procrastinating, you're prospecting. So I'm going to give it just a couple of more days. It's already been three and a half weeks, dude. So if you're not disciplined enough to schedule your follow-up, to put that in your calendar, to put it in your CRM or your engagement tool to make sure that that stuff gets done, chances are it's not getting done. And this is real life stuff. 
Everybody struggles with this, particularly if you're new to selling or if you and or if you haven't had the right mentorship along the way to show you the disciplines, the boundaries, the things that you need to do to make this stuff effective. So two weeks, that's too long anyway. But then two weeks turns into three, turns into four. No wonder. So what do you mean this person isn't interested You've, you've already, you've, you've already called them three times. You've only reached out to them three times over the course of two months. They don't even recognize you. And here's the deal. If they don't recognize your name, if they don't recognize the purpose of your call or why they should even want to talk to you after that last attempt, then you, you know, you're, you're not reaching out often enough. You're certainly not getting through to them. So uh, before we go into detail about what a cadence should look like, I want to have a conversation with you about expectations. Right now, and, and all the, the data I've seen, and I've seen it corroborated in multiple places, is that there's give or take um, a little bit here, but 3% of your target market is ready to buy right now. 3%. That means that 97% of the people that you're willing or attempting to reach are not anywhere near a buying decision. So... You have to decide what you're doing. You have to decide why you're doing it because this distinction isn't made often enough, but your tactic is going to be different if you are just trying to fish for those 3% than it is if you are trying to demonstrate some thought leadership, prove yourself as a trusted advisor, change the eye level of your prospect with insights and information to help them make the best decision possible about the best solution for them. Those are two different approaches. And I'm going to tell you right now, I'm talking about the latter than the former. So if you're just here to figure out how you can prospect more efficiently by reaching more people in less time, this is probably not the podcast for you. But if you recognize that you have a number to hit next month, next quarter, next year too, and that you want to build and get a, a flywheel spinning with conversations that lead to sales conversations that lead to sales that give you the ability to hit your number perpetually. Pay close attention. Maybe get somewhere where you can take notes or maybe just save this podcast so that you can listen to it again later. And um, pay attention to what I'm saying here because we're going to get that flywheel spinning. But I'm going to throw some more data at you here quickly because it, it, it helps to justify the difference between those two approaches. If you're searching for the 3% of people who are just ready to buy right now, you can make three attempts and bounce. That's what 90 plus percent of salespeople do. They make three attempts and they're done. If you have, I've asked you three times, if you're not ready to buy, then I'm going to move on to someone who is. But what you recognize is that almost two-thirds of sales are made after the eighth attempt. So if you, you know, rejigger the math here a little bit, that means that a single-digit percent or a single-digit percentage of salespeople are making the majority of sales. What do you want to do? So how do you recognize what needs to happen? How do you set your expectations appropriately so you can be a part of that 8% or so of the salespeople who make the majority of the sales? Well, you set your expectations appropriately. Instead of going 0 for 3 and being frustrated and moving on to the next, you set your expectations at the, well, I'm going to need to reach out a dozen times, maybe 15 or 16 times before I start making the right connections with the right people. 
Oh, and by the way, that number only goes up as the space gets more crowded, as there is more noise and things like that. So this is not something that you're going to be able to just get in, get out and get done. So when you set your expectations at, well, I'm going to need to hear no or no decision or no answer a dozen or more times. All right. Now you're first dealing with reality. But secondly, you can keep your mindset and your wits about you. You go over three, you're frustrated. If you plan on 12, but get through at nine, now you're elated. And let's think about how important, how vital belief and mindset and attitude are to your sales success. How do you believe in yourself if you're constantly going over three? Well, when I give you the information that says, well, yeah, of course you're going to go over three because you didn't realize that you, that if you go one for eight, you're average. <laughs> now that, that changes your eye level a little bit. It gives you new information to do better with what you have to make the right decisions about the right solutions for you. That solution is probably a longer cadence with reaching out or outreach attempts, contacts much more frequently than what you're doing. But I want you to remember the power of belief. You believe that you can make a sale. You believe you can make a connection, schedule a meeting. If you're willing to reach out 12 times, good. Set your eye level there because that's what it takes. But if you're hoping that you're just going to get a few quick wins here, well, hope's not a strategy. And three attempts per contact or for, per target is not a good one. Look, you know how to prospect. I know you know how to prospect, but something still gets in your way. As a matter of fact, I've identified eight reasons that you and your team are not creating more sales opportunities. I put them together as a white paper to serve as a companion of this season of the Rethink the Way You Sell podcast. Go to jeffbajorek.com forward slash eight reasons to download your copy and the self-assessment that is included in that white paper so you know where you can make maximal impact right away to improve your prospecting results. Now back to the show. So I want to show you a couple things here. Um, the objectives of a cadence. Let's, let's redefine the purpose of the prospecting cadence. The first thing is to get the prospect's attention, right? And it takes a while to get someone's attention. You got to poke them on the shoulder a couple of times before they recognize that you're poking them on the shoulder. And then hopefully when they turn around and see you poking them on the shoulder, tapping them on the shoulder, poking's a little aggressive maybe, but tapping them on the shoulder, they got to recognize why they should pay attention to them. But most people think, well, I'm reaching someone so that I can steal a few minutes of their time so I can make a quick and compelling presentation and hopefully walk out with an order. No, first and foremost, Let's break it down to what it is. You need to get their attention. Secondly, you need to demonstrate that you will not be waited out. Remember what I, what I mentioned to you. 97% of your people are not in buying mode, which means they have no reason to talk to you, which means that they also, well, and, and let's also layer on there, that they know that most of you are going to give up after three. So it, the easiest thing to do is to wait you out. It takes effort to say, I'm not interested. It takes effort to say, please take me off your list. It takes effort to respond at all. And most of the people you're trying to reach are just too busy to make that effort. So what you need to do is persist and show them that, they will, that you will not be easily waited out. 
You also need to show them that you have them surrounded. Professionally, not in a creepy way. If you don't want to be creepy, don't be creepy. It's pretty simple. But you need to show them that you know where they are hanging out online anyway. You send the emails. You reach them on social media. You've made the phone calls. Maybe you're sending texts. Maybe you're using video. Maybe you sent some direct mail, right? You are stating your intentions very clearly, and it seems like almost everywhere they turn, there you are. What's happening here? You are on their radar. You are getting their attention, even if they're not giving you much of it right now. Their awareness of you is there. This takes coordination. This takes effort. But this is what it takes, You also need to build momentum with this cadence, which means your frequency needs to be there. You cannot build any momentum every two weeks, right? You are having the same conversation. You're you're taking the you're not taking multiple steps if you're only calling every two weeks. You are taking the same step multiple times. You can't afford to do that. That's why I think frequency is important. That's why you need to be reaching your prospects at least once a week which is a far cry from every two weeks where our pre-programmed default comes from at least once a week. I'm going to show you how to do that here in a couple minutes. The, a big objective rather of the cadence is to start creating tension and not just tension in the decision you're asking them to consider, but also the tension of, wow, this person is someone worth talking to and has something worth talking about. I should reply and set up some time. You need to create that tension. And we know that tension is a group of emotions that is responsible for every sale being made. The first sale you need to make is that the meeting needs to get scheduled. Okay? So appreciate this for what it is. Why should they be meeting with you? Well, the reason they should be meeting with you is because you are providing value. There is going to be a valuable reason for them to give you uh, their time. They're going to walk away with some insights, some information, what have you, that is going to make that time well spent. And that kind of adds to the tension that you're helping to create. Um, But also, that's the reason for the meeting. Now, a quick little rule of thumb. Would the insights and information you're going to present in that meeting be worth them paying for? Because when they give you time, they are paying you. Uh, Let's not be so glib as to say that time is money, but there is a pretty close correlation there. And what is that correlation? Well, let's make the math simple, okay? Let's say you're calling on an executive that makes $200,000 a year, 2,000 hours in a work week, kind of a joke, but again, we'll make the math easy. That's $100 an hour. If you're asking for 15 minutes, that 15 minutes is worth 25 bucks to them. Would they be willing to pay $25 for the insight that you are going to provide them with? If no, then have better insights. Right? Let's think about this. They're giving you their time. The only non-renewable, finite resource in the universe. They're giving it to you. You're asking them to give it to you. You would better come with the goods. And if you don't have something, if you don't believe that what you are going to provide them with is worth paying for, then go back to the drawing board and figure out something that will. That is a big deal. So what does a cadence look like? Now, I've got one that's very basic. I really just did the math, and I call it five over four. And if you break your prospects into four groups, four manageable groups, let's say you have to reach 100 prospects, okay? You need to reach 100 targets to to 
to book some some meetings and hopefully turn these targets, these suspects into prospects, then I want you to break them into four groups of 25. And I want you to reach each one of these groups five times over four weeks. And again, if you go to YouTube, you can show, or I'm, I'm showing you, you can see how this is graphically represented here. But in the first week, you're going to reach group one on Monday, group two on Tuesday, group three on Wednesday, group four on Thursday. And look, 25 outreach attempts should take you an hour or less. And if it takes you a little longer than that, we talked to Sam McKenna uh, not too long ago, and she said, well, you know, maybe it takes you a little longer up front, but make sure the quality is there. And as you get through the learning curve, you can do it faster. That is very well stated and very well heard. But you've reached out to all of your prospects over the course of the first four days. Then on Friday, I want you to reach group one again. It's 25 calls a day. You can do this. Okay. Then what happens in week two? Well, you reach group two twice. What happens in week three? You reach, you reach group three twice. And in week four, you reach group four twice. And I'm just filling out this matrix on a five by four, you know, kind of uh, four work week calendar here. And so you are reaching all of your prospects five times over four weeks, just a little more than once a week. You can do this. How do you scale it? Well, you got five over four. You can go to 15 over 12. All you do is you do this three times in a row. 12 weeks is a quarter. And then it gives you a week to take off at the end of the quarter, right? 13 weeks in a quarter. So now you've committed to these 100 suspects. You are going to reach out to them 15 times over 12 weeks. So now we get back to the answer of, you know, Jeff, how do I know when I've reached out enough? Well, I think if you give someone a quarter's worth of outreach on a calendar, of more than once a week reaching out to them. You've got time under tension. You've reached out to them over a long enough period of time. You've also reached out to them frequently enough to build momentum over that time. Look, maybe they just aren't interested at this point. Okay, rotate them out of your cadence. Doesn't mean you give up on them forever because if you believe that you can help them, if they are dream clients for you, then you just put them on the back burner for now and you revisit them again. And now you're revisiting this list of suspects every quarter at least. You reach out to, if you're in most sales positions and you reach out to someone 15 times over the course of a quarter, you're going to get a response from them. Unless they're not hearing your outreach, they're not getting your messages, you know, email filters and and things like that. There are a lot of things that could get in the way, but you can definitely say that you have given enough effort. And if you're reaching out to a hundred people or a hundred, you know, contacts in these organizations, you should have enough pipeline being built to hit your numbers. And even if they don't buy now, you're starting these conversations that even in a longer sales cycle will continue to germinate and they will continue to turn into sales at later times. This is what gets that flywheel spinning. Most people aren't patient enough to spin that flywheel. If it's not easy enough right away, if they're not getting uh, an immediate bang for their buck, they get disappointed and they try to find another easy win. This is not where easy wins come from. This is what enterprise selling looks like. And look, if you need to scale it, if you don't think 100 is enough, if you think that 200 is what it takes, well, now it looks like you're doing two hours of prospecting a, uh, a day instead of one. That's still not that much. Come on. So this is how we scale the approach. Now, most of the, like I mentioned, most of the industries out there, if you reach out 15 times over a quarter, you're going to do just fine. 
the best practices, and I believe it was Gong that had this data, was that the, the best practice is 15 attempts over six weeks if you sell in tech or software or, or things like that. So now what do you do? Well, you double that. You just, you, 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 you double the cadence, which means you decrease the number of, of uh, groups, right? So instead of four groups, you've got two and you reach out every other day. You reach out every other day, and then over six weeks, you're going to reach each of those groups 15 times. That's how the math works out. Now, this is a very simple framework. It's actually pretty bland. It's boring, e evenly distributed math. If you want to play around a little bit and, you know, it's, um, you know, once a week, you know, instead of that first week, I'm going to hit group one uh, on Monday and Tuesday, and then group two on Wednesday, group three on Thursday, group four on Friday, then fine. And then on the next Monday, it's group two on Monday and Tuesday. I mean, however you want to play around with this. I think the cadence, I think the math, I think the frequency of a little more than once a week works. And I think you need enough time under tension, whether that is, you know, just over the course of a quarter to give people that reason to, to meet with you. And if you're selling a transactional software solution to people who are in front of their computers all day and you need to turn up the volume on your, um, you know, the prospecting frequency just to make sure you're getting through to them, then go ahead, just double it. And that means that instead of 25 a day, you're reaching 50 a day. Okay, this can be done. You can do this. You can do this. Now, the biggest complaint I get is, Jeff, how do I do this so often? I'm going to be called a, a pest. Uh, how do I be persistent without being a pest? The key here that most people miss is that being a pest has everything to do with the value of your message, the value of the questions you're asking, the value of those outreaches, and not the frequency of them. My question to you is, why don't you believe enough in what you're selling to reach out every day? Why not? You don't believe enough in the value you provide to reach someone every day. Now, I'm not saying that you should listen to them or reach out to them every day. But what I'm saying is, why don't you feel like you could be heard from every day? That's a messaging issue. That's actually what we're going to get into in the next episode. I'm going to show you how to create messaging, to create provocative prospecting messaging that will get your prospects attention without you looking like a pest. So stick with me. It'll be just a couple of short days before that comes out. And if you're listening to this after the release, then, hey, you don't even have to wait that long. But this is possible. And this is what the best prospectors in the world do. That's why this is called Prospect Like a Pro. It's because you have what you need. You just need to configure the language in a way that makes you believe that what you do is helping people in a way that nobody else can. When you have that belief, anything is possible. It's really, really fun. And that is the most fulfilling part about prospecting this way. So thank you for spending the last 24, 25 minutes uh, with me. I really appreciate that. You have a lot of options uh, when it comes to sales podcasts. Thank you for spending this time with me. I know I got deep here. I know I went and covered a lot. Listen to the episode again. Again, find some place where you can take notes. And again, too, if you want to check it out on YouTube, it, all the visuals are there. And, and that sometimes helps people as well. So I hope this is helpful. I can't wait to dig into the real work of this, which comes in the next episode. And I'll talk to you again then.
Rethink the Way You Sell is a Pot About It production. It's mixed and edited by Doug Branson, with music by Blue Dot Sessions and Doug Branson. This podcast is masterminded by Jeff Bajorek.